Hello, everybody. Welcome to the sixth episode of Heather Shaw is Kidding. This is a comedy commentary show where we talk pop culture, politics, and other shit. I am your host, Heather Shaw. I'm a stand-up comedian and a gay lesbian. Ugh. Just kidding. That was for my homophobes out there. Uh, you probably know me from TikTok or Instagram or MySpace. Eventually, I'll get on OnlyFans when I get desperate enough just to see who wants to watch a, a naked Jim Carrey get railed. Stick it in me, daddy. Uh, all right. This week, we're talking about Chris Christie dropping out of the Republican uh, race. Huh? Golden Globes with Joe Coy. Uh, the release of White Claw Zero. Ariana Grande's new song, and I'm going to break down this um, article that was written about me real horribly. It's real unhinged, and we're going to break it down and see what's true and what's false, because everybody's been sending me that article. Uh, But first, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen, rate it, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or rate it and leave a comment on Spotify. If you don't do that, you are simply homophobic. I don't know what to tell you. Go to a straight pride parade. Faggot. Uh, If you do want to support me and the show, you can become a member of my Patreon, Heather Shaw Comedy, over there at Patreon. This is how I make a living, folks, until I get into OnlyFans. So becoming a Patreon member, it gets you a bonus episode of the podcast every single week, as well as other cool features such as a chat. We've got a chat going on in there. It's me and all the other members. We're just dropping truth bombs. We're checking in with each other saying, hey, how's everybody doing? How's your bowel movements this morning? 9-11 was an inside job. This, this diarrhea is an outside job. Things like that. It's a fun chat. Um, and then you also get a monthly live stream over there on Patreon. So if you are a Patreon member already, thank you so much. You're making the show possible. I love you. Let's get into the show, huh? Chris Christie is out, baby. And I don't mean gay. Not yet, at least. No, he's straight. He's very straight. Moose Knuckle Christie. I call him Moose Knuckle Chrissy over there. I think I'm going to make that the podcast picture. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go Google image search this. Uh, it's Chris Christie doing his best to dress up as a baseball player. I don't know what this was for. It was pr- probably some Republican or political fundraising baseball get together where instead of fucking kids, they just, you know, hit balls and bunt. He's got. The loudest moose knuckle I have ever seen on a man. First of all, and he's got a huge fupa. I mean, I'm not body shaming. I'm just telling you the facts, okay? I'm just telling you how he presents himself in this picture at least. You have to see this. I'm going to make it the podcast main picture on YouTube. So if, if you've clicked on this on YouTube, you've already seen it. It is a loud moose knuckle. If you don't know what a moose knuckle is, it's the opposite of a camel toe. Ladies get the camel toe. Guys get the moose knuckle. Things are a little too tight, a little bunched up. Their balls and shaft starts to look like a little moose knuck. Knuck if you buck, Chris Christie. He's out, though. I'll always love him for that photo. You know what I mean? He has really uh, done wonders for that photo. And honestly, I don't know what it is. It might be because he's a Jersey guy. I like Chris Christie. Do I want him to be president? No. You know what I mean? He's just fun. He's just a fun, lasagna-loving you know, non-Ozempic-taking politician. Uh, You know, I don't respect any politicians, but they can be fun. Chris Christie and his moose knuckle are fun. He dropped out. He's done. He he sees it. He knows. He's like, I'm not going to win. I think his his motivation was to make sure Donald Trump didn't win. And that's not going well, huh? 
I mean, who's it down to? You got Ron and Don. Ron DeSantis is still kicking, uh, you know, while kicking down trans people. He's still in the race for some reason. That guy's a robot. He's on so much Adderall. He's on so much speed. I can't imagine Ron DeSantis being cool enough to go do a line of Coke. I think he's just popping speed. He's grinding his teeth in all the interviews. Uh, he's unhinged. He's wearing high heels. He's against drag shows. It's, a, it's very weird. Um, you know, he's still in it. Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, is still in it. Who He's just a nerd. He's such a nerd, Vivek Ramaswamy. You know, it's also very bold to have the last name Ramaswamy and run as a Republican candidate in, an, in a presidential election. That's putting a lot of faith in your Republican voters. Yeah, you know who I like? I like that, that Vivek Ramaswamy-swamadoo-doo. I mean, that's what they're saying. If anybody, I can't imagine the typical Republican voter going in there and bubbling in Ramaswamy. He should have went liberal with that name. He's a nerd, man. He seems like the kid that would absolutely remind the teacher that there, there was supposed to be a pop quiz today. Do you know, where you're all just like, shut the fuck up, Vivek. Why would you say that, you dumb dork? He's just weird, man. I don't know who's weirder, Ron or Vivek. I, I mean, that's, it's, it's an awful choice. I mean, Trump has to get the election, uh, the, nomina- the nomination, I mean. Uh, I mean, and maybe the election, we'll see. And then I think you still have Nikki Haley is in the running. She seems the most sane during the debates. She's still a crazy Republican, but because she's on stage with insane people like Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, she comes across pretty normal and stable. She's not, but it's not hard to look normal when you're up there with, you know, mental hospital patients. You know, it's, it's real easy to sound sane when everyone around you sounds insane. But I was thinking about it, and I just don't see, number one, I don't see the first female president being a Republican nominee. I just don't see that. If anybody's going to elect a female president, it's going to be, you know, liberals, Democrats. Um, and they couldn't even get it done with Clinton. The other thing is, who the fuck is going to nominate and who's going to have their president named Nikki? President Nikki, that's just not going to ever happen. That You don't even sound professional. Why didn't she go by Nicole? It's just such a weird... President Nikki here reporting for fucking duty. <laughs> it's like President Maddie. You know, what is this like... You know, this is like the cast of Euphoria running for office. What's up? I'm President Nate. I'm here to fucking make sure that beer pong is played every day. And rape doesn't count if she's sleeping. It's like, Nikki is not going to be a president's name. President Nikki. You have to go by Nicole, Nikki Haley. Can't meet with other world leaders and be like, what's up? My name is fucking Nikki. It's like, you know, imagine somebody running and their name is Tyler. Or Kyle, even. President Kyle reporting for duty. Tyler, I'm President Tyler. Don't touch my Pokemon cards. It's just, it's not going to happen. I can't believe that she has run on her fucking short name. President Alex. It's just, it's weird. 
And I, I, I just realized that the other day. I'm like, there's no fucking... If she wins, I'm going to be astonished. Not only that Republicans voted in a woman, you know, because they don't think they're, you know, equal. I mean, a lot of men don't think women are equal, let's be real. But that they voted in a, a woman named Nikki. You know, and I think of Nikki, I think of Nikki Glazer, who's great. I love Nikki Glazer. She's hilarious. Um, but I don't want Nikki Glazer running the country. And I don't think she wants that either. If she did, she'd go by Nicole. So good luck to the Republicans. They're going to need it. I'm real sad that Moose Knuckle, uh, Chrissy Moose Knuckle's out. Uh, you know, it's a sad day, but he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He's going to go have a, a sad meal at Carrabba's. Maybe the Olive Garden, depending on how much money he has left in his budget. And he'll be fine. I think he was the, what was he, the, the mayor of New Jersey or some shit? I don't even know how that works. I'm not, I'm as smart as these Republican nominees when it comes to politics. I'm still excited to see, it's going to come down to Donald Trump, right? We all kind of know that. Uh, but I'm still excited to see how it pans out, how long Vivek Ramaswamy will stay in the race, how long Nikki fucking Haley will stay in, how long Ron DeSantis will go without smiling naturally on his high heels, hating trans people. Buddy, you basically are trans. So do you hate yourself? Oh my God. I mean, talk about, I was in, I was in Florida, the home of DeSantis. I went to Florida this past week to uh, surprise my parents just to, just to let them know that I was still alive. I don't think they cared. I got there and they were like, oh, hi. My mom was surprised. I, I was staying there from Monday to Friday. She was surprised when she saw me Monday. You know, I came in. I said, hey, mom. She's so surprised. She's so happy. And like three hours later, she's like, so how, how long are you staying? What's the, uh, you don't have a life or anything to live? You're just going to hang out with me on the beach, huh? It's not even good weather here in Florida. It's January. It's going to be cold. You should probably... Oh, you should probably think about going home early. Boomers, man. Boomers. They're just in their own bubble, you know, and they, they, they can be. You know, they're afforded that luxury. They can just be in their own bubble, and they are. Uh, but we had a fun visit, you know. They just, they're so stuck in their ways. Uh, my dad's trying. He does things to, um, you know, he's, he's retired, so he's worried about his brain turning into mush. And I, and I think anybody over the age of 60, 65 should be worried about that, right? Your brain, if it's not being exercised, you're going you're gonna to become just an Alzheimer's patient. You're going to become Joe Biden without the responsibilities real quick. So my dad does things that he would normally have never done. He's taking karate because, you know, that's something he has to learn. It's new shit. It's real dorky. Good for him. You know, I'd be ashamed. But he's into it. You know, he's in a class with like three-year-olds. It's real weird. But he's training his brain. He's learning new things. He's learning Spanish. He's, he doesn't need to know Spanish. He's 65 years old. He's made it his whole life not giving a fuck about Spanish. And all of a sudden, he's like, well, I care about my brain, so let's learn this uh, vamanos. What does that mean? Whore? He's trying, though. My mom's the opposite. She just watches her shows, looks out at the beach, plays with her new dog, and uh, forgets she has children. I love the boomers. I was talking to um, somebody who's a therapist. I was talking to them about boomers, and this therapist said, Boomers are the, and this, she was not joking. She said, boomers are the one uh, demographic of clients that she refuses to take on as clients. She refuses to, to see boomers as clients. And I was like, why the fuck is that? And I, I mean, I probably knew the answer before I even asked it, but she was saying they don't want to 
change. They don't if if a boomer is going to therapy number one, that's a that's a huge deal, right? Because they're they're not seeking out therapy. So it's a big deal if they are. But even when they get to therapy, they don't care to see the other side of things, another perspective. Uh, they don't care to change their ways or like, how can I get better? How can I communicate better? Maybe I am in the wrong. These self-reflective things they are not doing, they refuse to do. It's almost like boomers go pay a therapist to sit down and be like, now validate me. Validate me like I know I deserve. It's very interesting. I don't know if there are therapists that are specifically only seeing boomer clients. I'd love to to talk to one and see what's going on there. I'm sure if a therapist is only seeing boomer clients, they've already offed themselves. They've already jumped off the top as the highest building they could. They've already, you know, pulled a Robin Williams and left this earth early. They saw what was coming and they said goodbye. But I wonder if there are therapists that are just geared towards boomer patients. It's kind of like um, people who have um, personality disorders or narcissism. It's hard for them to seek help because they're not seeking help, right? It's hard for them to get the help because they're in in their mind they don't need the help. And I'm not. It's not a blanket statement. It's just I've heard that from borderline personality disorder people and. Um, on TikTok, people that talk about narcissism and everything on TikTok is factual. Shut the fuck up. When I say I've heard, it, I've read an article, it means I saw a TikTok. So it was interesting to uh, visit the boomer parents. They're still kicking. They're still happy. That's all I need. That's all I care about. I just want to remind them that I'm alive. And I do that once a year. My, uh, my older sister is gay. My younger brother is gay. We're all gay. You know what I mean? So that's fun. My parents are so disappointed. My mom's happy. She never wanted to be a a grandmother. She was like, that would make me sound so fucking old. I hate kids. I don't want to see a grandchild in my fucking lifetime. I'm like, that's fair, mom. But I love seeing, whenever I visit my mom, I get to call her the faggot factory. It's my favorite thing ever. She pumped them out. She pumped out three gay kids. She's the fucking faggot factory. You know what I mean? I love it. She hates it. Every time I call her the faggot factory, she just says, Heather, you know, you are the reason that I am pro-choice, okay? Because if I could do it again with you, I might choose differently. Whatever you say, faggot factory, little F squared. But I'm glad they're good. They're happy. I'll see them again next year. Um, and uh, long live Florida, long live DeSantis. Just kidding. See, Heather Shaw's kidding. The Golden Globes uh, were, what, last week? Uh, A little over last week. Joe Coy was the host. People were shitting on Joe Coy. Joe Coy did the thing that you shouldn't do ever is is when you're bombing, kind of throw your writers under the bus or, you know, I've seen it in low-level comedy even. If you're doing a bar show or if you're at a venue that's not great and you're a local comic and you've just started doing comedy, you'll see comics that are not, um, secure enough in their talent or in their jokes. And if they start to bomb, they'll just immediately start shitting on the venue or shitting on the crowd. And that really doesn't go over well, unless again, you're really funny about it. Nothing you could, you could say anything as long as it's funny, funny will Trump everything, uh, Trump 2024, everything, but I'm not pro Trump 2024, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can't um, you can't do that generally, and especially if you're a newer comic, it's not going to work. So Joe Coy kind of did the thing 
where you're like, oh shit, I'm struggling, I'm bombing. It's not a great feeling to bomb. It's fucking awful. You know what I mean? Have you ever told a joke in, in a group setting and it didn't land? And you're just sitting there like, oh shit, the ass crack sweat is starting. I mean, imagine that times even five in front of a bar show. Imagine that times 10 in front of a comedy club. Uh, it doesn't feel good to bomb, but to resort to throwing the, your writers under the bus or you know, saying you just got the job 10 days ago, okay, then don't accept the job. You know what I mean? I don't, it, it's just a shitty look. He accepted the job because nobody else wanted it though, you know, and I'm sure he was getting paid well, you know, fuck it, whatever. He's, he's probably represented by the same agency that represents those stars in the crowd that were, you know, not laughing at his jokes. It's all fine. It's all fine. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, but he, he just didn't, uh, he didn't seem confident up there. His jokes were a little bad, a little boring, you know, uh, the climate now is not one that you can kind of make sexist jokes. If you do, they've got to be fucking funny. And I don't think they were funny enough for them to pass in front of, you know, the, the fucking movie of the year was Barbie. That was a feminist movie, uh, anti-sexism, uh, you know, and you're up here making sexist jokes. It just, it's got to be fucking funny to make those jokes. I'm not saying you can't make those jokes. You just have to be funny. And his just weren't funny. They were lazy. Um, But nobody gives a fuck about award shows anymore. No one fucking cares. So it's fine. I mean, that was the highlight of the Golden Globes was the the host. Nobody looks to award shows anymore. We used to look to award shows to see what movies we wanted to watch or, you know, because we didn't have a lot. We only had what was in the theaters or what was out for rental at Blockbuster. So these award shows meant so much more. Now with streaming, fuck you and your award show. I know what's good. I know what I like. And I've got 5 million options. So you dwindle this best movies down to five options. Fuck you and your options. You just mean the top five blockbusters that aren't, you know, Marvel or horror movies. There should be a horror movie category. I don't know what we're doing. There should also just be a horror actress category. You know, and actor. Best. There should be new categories that relate more to our societal climate now best uh secretly gay actor and the award goes to john travolta you know um best biggest diva and the award goes to will smith i mean you know it's just nobody gives a fuck best fake relationship that people are really really buying and you guys are doing a great job the pr team of taylor swift and travis kelsey i don't know the best fake relationship of all time oprah winfrey and stedman these are the awards i want to see who gives a fuck about best actor in a leading role in a leading movie that was only out in movie in the theaters for two months and then it went to streaming nobody gives a fuck about award shows anymore nobody respects them my my fiance said it best she's like i watch this shit because of the fashion that's all i care about you know you get to see barry keoghan look like i saw a meme that said barry keoghan looks like every letter in lgbtq and he does. Barry Keoghan looks like a trans man. He's hot. He's like a hot trans man. He should have to battle it out with Elliot Page for hottest trans man. I love trans men. They're all under 5'5". Five five. They're all so cute and so... Mm. I love them. But Barry Keoghan looks like a trans man, especially at the Golden Globes. It was great. I was like, you go. You go, queen. 
But nobody gives a fuck about award shows. The Oscars, like, who fucking cares? The best thing that happened in the Oscars in the past 10 years was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I can't tell you any other moment from the Oscars in the past 10 years. This comes down to my same argument about comedy movies. Name an amazing, multiple, name five amazing comedy movies, purely comedic movies that have been released in the last 10 years. I'll wait. I'm worried about the taste. I, I posted that on Instagram and a lot of people were saying things, number one, that were way older. I got a lot of, well, Bridesmaids was hilarious. I was like, yeah, Bridesmaids was great. Bridesmaids was made, was made in 2011. That was, 20, that was 12 years ago? That's old. In the last 10 years, I can't think of really, I mean, I tried to watch that Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. That was trash. What a fucking weird movie. Also, just not funny. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, TV shows I can think of. Like, Pen15 was really funny. There are a lot more TV shows that are funny. Movies, there's not, you can't, I don't think you can be, like, super funny in movies anymore. You know, you have, like, Sebastian Maniscalco and, and, and Robert De Niro in, in About My Father, and it was fucking, it was just Meet the Fockers, version 2.0. You know, I don't think there's a lot of good comedy movies. Nobody really gives a fuck about the movie industry. We've got so many streaming options. We're also like broke and you're just, it's, it's part, it's just an award ceremony for rich assholes. And then to have Joe Coy bombing at that. Oh my, I mean, it was the best when Ricky Gervais was the host because he was shitting on them. Again, he's probably represented by the same agencies that are representing the stars he's shitting on, but it still made, he made it fun. I mean, he was calling people pedophiles. He was, you know, calling out the the Hollywood foreign press. It was great. It was fun. I just don't think anybody wants that job anymore because it just, you can't, once, just like comedy movies, you can't be super funny because it comes across as offensive. You know, and because of that, we lose good comedy. It's awful. Also, can we stop with male hosts? I mean, Chelsea Handler just hosted some bullshit award show, Critics, People's Choice, Best Surfers. I don't know. It was, you know, some bullshit Hollywood blockbuster Critics' Choice Awards. But she did great. You know, she did really good. I mean, maybe she had more than 10 days, Joe Coy, but who gives a fuck? Like, you're, you're a professional comedian. Hire the funniest fucking people you know and crank it out. I mean, SNL can crank out a whole fucking show in five days, six days. Um, but get female hosts, you know, they're just, they're just better. You know, I mean, even people think Tina Fey is problematic. I don't know. She's, she's old school. She's a privileged white lady. You know, I think the most traumatizing thing that's ever happened to Tina Fey is a dog attacked her when she was a kid. And then from then on, it's been fine. She's an improv girl, you know, she's an improv lady. (sighs) God, speaking of improv, Ariana Grande she must be a big fan of improv. Her new song, Yes And. Huh? If you don't get that joke, you're not a nerd. Only nerds like improv. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Ariana Grande. Is it Ariana? Ariana? Ar- Ariana Grande released a new song, Yes And. It's good. It's very Ariana. It's very Ariana. Um, she's basically, I think, just saying, hey, like, who fucking cares about who I fuck? It's like, well, we do when he's that ugly, honey. We're, we're concerned. We want to do a welfare check on you. 
You went from Mac Miller and Pete Davidson and, and Big Sean to that. We're worried. We're real. We, this is your intervention, honey. Also, she, it's funny that she's like, well, who the fuck cares about who I fuck? It's like, well, also he was married. You also just broke up a marriage with a newborn baby at home. So maybe we do give a little fuck. Also, also, you're an A-list celebrity. You know, I, I, it's, I understand she's just doing it to sell songs and albums. I, I don't think she really is thinking that. But it's just funny. There, it's a three-point argument why we care. You're a fucking A-list celebrity. You broke up a marriage with a newborn baby in that marriage. And also, he's ugly as fuck, Ariana. You could do better. Please, bang Larry David. Please. Anything is better. And Larry David, he looks like he can lay the fucking pipe. She, and, and I know, I, I, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm scared about saying this, but it's fine. I'm not that scared. It's just when you comment on women's bodies or looks and it's not a favorable comment, people are like, you shouldn't comment on women. You shouldn't comment on anybody. And it, but if you comment on women in a favorable, favorable uh, way, then it's fine. I comment on everyone in favorable and non-favorable ways, so I'm just going to say it. Ariana Grande looks fucking sick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She doesn't look well. Does she look well to you? She looks sick. She looks a little... Allegedly, in my opinion, she looks like she has an eating disorder. She's frail. She's pale. She's banging Ethan Slater. Lock her up. No, she just, she doesn't look well. And I, I want the, you know, I don't, I wouldn't wish an eating disorder on her. And I don't, you know, I hope that that's not the case. I hope I'm severely wrong, but I don't think I am. Have you seen pictures of her? She doesn't look good. She looks sick. But you can't, you can't comment that because now it's like you're beating down women. I'm all for equality, baby. I want to comment on a man's looks as much as I want to comment on a woman's looks and it be equal. And a non-binary's looks. Hey, non-binary, I like your cat hair. I like your cat hat. Your cat ears hat. That's what I was trying to say. The envies get me choked up. But I'm, I'm saying if I can say Selena Gomez looks gorgeous, then I should also be allowed to say Ariana Grande looks sick. And it's not a, a personal vendetta against Ariana Grande. It's just, you know, I think she looks a little sick. You know? I mean, she's amazing. She's successful. She's um, productive. So maybe she isn't. But she's tiny, too. She's all automatically tiny. She's kind of looking like a bobblehead. She's shrinking down to Ethan Slater's weight or height. You know what I mean? I don't know. She seems taller than him, huh? Are they the same height? I don't know. But I like her new song. Yes, and. She loves the improv, that girl. I tried improv once. It was fucking awful. I was in Orlando, Florida. I was uh, within the first five years of doing stand-up comedy. I was kind of making a little name for myself, you know, as much as you can in Orlando, Florida. That just means you don't bomb every set. I was doing okay, you know. And some guy at the, at some place where they taught improv offered me a free level one class because they, they cost money to be an improv, which, I mean, you know, you should be charging them because improv is so corny. I mean, I personally speaking, I don't like improv. It's so corny, man. 
it's it's clean. I don't like clean comedy for the most part. I I enjoy some clean comics, but I don't like having to be clean all the time. I'm just not clean. I mean, every set that I would go. So improv comedy is like whose line is it anyway? You know, it's it's off of audience suggestion. It's off of improving on the spot. You have a team of people around you you have to work with. I hate that. I'm a stand up comic. I want to go up there alone. I want to do well alone. I want to bomb alone. I want to go home alone. I don't want to, you know, I want to watch home alone at home alone. Um, I don't like the team aspect of comedy. I don't want to have to rely on some guy who just signed up for improv to get better at public speaking. Cause 90% of the people that sign up for level one improv are just doing it cause they have to do public speaking at their job or because they have a, uh, anxiety about public speaking. So they do improv and it helps them. It really does help them, which I'm all for. Um, but the, and then there's the actual dorks that like are like, I'm, I want to be an improv person in a troupe. And it's like, okay, calm down, Amy Poehler. You're not Amy Poehler. I think 0.0.01% of improv is funny. And that's what you see on Whose Line Is Anyway or what you see on old clips of like Tina Fey improv. Beyond that, not funny. I did it. I was in my graduating uh, graduation show in improv. And I remember my, my friend Big Tim came to the graduation show because he just wanted to get out from the heat outside in Florida. He just needed some AC. And I said, there's a free seat in there. And I was kind of worried because I thought he'd, he'd shit on me the whole show. And he kind of did. He did it subtly. He was smart. The uh, improv teacher was like, we were in like one of our setups for one of our next sketches or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. And the teacher was like, all right, uh, from the audience, we need a category for this troupe. We need a fun category. Give us a category. Give us a topic. And from the back of the room, you just hear Big Tim go, historical genocides. And the teacher just went, uh, how about, can we just, how about cars? You want to do car? Let's do types of cars. And that was my last time with doing improv because I thought Tim was fucking hilarious. No one else laughed. I said, this is not my crowd. Bye. And it was offered to me for free. So I would never pay $200 to do improv. It's just not me personally. If you do improv and you like it, good for you. You're a giant dork. But uh, yeah, Ariana Grande. Uh, Shout out to Big Tim, by the way. If you want to follow Big Tim, He's on TikTok. He's got a good following. His handle is Uncle Big Tim. Sometimes he's on my Patreon. I have. I think I'm gonna have him on like once or twice a uh, once a month. I think is all all we really need. But he's fun. He's got a story. I might have him on the main episode one time if I can get get in uh, in person with him. It'd be fun. I don't want to do a Zoom main episode, but shout out to Big Tim. All right, let's switch gears over to White Claw Zero. If you haven't heard about this, White Claw is releasing their non-alcoholic drink. White Claw Zero. No alcohol. In this White Claw, you mean a fucking LaCroix? Is that what you mean? A seltzer? Thanks, White Claw. I mean, what are we doing? This has to be a troll by White Claw. There's no fucking way they're really like... Yeah, we've got to appeal to the, the, the non-drinkers and release a seltzer that tastes like cat piss. White Claw tastes awful. White Claw is, you know, it's, it's truly an abysmal drink. If you're drinking White Claw over the age of 25, you need to seek help. You have awful taste. 
Why? What do you need a little alcohol? You need a little sippy cup of alcohol? You need a little juice in your sippy cup and get drunk and drive home? Who's going to the bar and ordering a White Claw? Can I have a mango White Claw? I'm going to take a nap soon, but first I need my sippy cup of alcohol. I mean, what are we doing? Imagine you have all of the choices of sparkling water, seltzer water, flavored seltzers, LaCroix, Spindrift, Waterloo, Topo Chico, Rambler, shout out Austin, Texas, and you walk through past all of those to go to the White Claw section to find White Claw Zero and get your Black Cherry White Claw Zero. Are you fucking kidding me? This has to be a troll on White Claw. There's no way this is a real product. I was looking at an ad for it and it said, quote, finally, an adult drink without the alcohol. This can't be real. They can't be serious. Finally, an adult drink without the alcohol. You mean water? That is an adult drink without alcohol. You mean black coffee? African-American coffee? That is an adult drink without the alcohol. Maybe some cranberry juice if you have a UTI. That is an adult drink without, not a fucking White Claw Zero. Ew. I just, dude, I hope, how funny would it be if they got Dylan Mulvaney to be the spokesperson for White Claw Zero? Please, you know how funny that would be? Dylan Mulvaney being the spokesperson for White Claw Zero. Holy shit, that'd be so funny. Come on. It would anger off all the conservatives. I don't like this trans lady, this this man dressing up as a lady selling me seltzer water. They just hide. They just they just start um, avoiding drinking water. They just boycott seltzers altogether. You just see Kid Rock out there shooting up cans of you know Lacroix essentially. Oh my God, it's be so funny. Please, Dylan Mulvaney, piss off the conservatives who don't want water in their system. God, they were so angry when she just had a, a Bud Light can, one can dedicated to her face. It wasn't even like she was the spokesperson. It was just like this weird campaign they did for TikTokers. God, I just want to see Kid Rock go crazy. Fuck you and your queer water, bitch. My name is Kid. Just blowing up cans of White Claw Zero. Who else was mad about White Claw Zero? I don't know. Sean Hannity? Carson, what was it? What was that guy's name? Carson Tucker, Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson. I forget his name. That's how irrelevant that guy is. The minute he got off the air, I forgot that fucking guy's name. Tucker Carlson. That's my drag name. Tucker Carlson, baby. God, it'd be so funny if Dylan Mulvaney became the spokesperson. God. I don't know if this is a real product. I still don't know. I'm very confused by that. Uh um, I, uh, my God, I think we got to do an ad read now, by the way, Budweiser, can I just say Budweiser, uh, Budweiser has non-alcoholic, uh, Budweiser, they do, they, they do, uh, NA Budweiser. Hey, at that point, just drink water. You're not drinking Budweiser for the flavor, are you? You're drinking it because you're, you owe child support. You're drinking it because no one in your family talks to you anymore and you have a, a crazy Coke addiction. No one, no one that's drinking Budweiser is also sobering up and then reaching for a Budweiser non-alcoholic. That's just water. 
All right, let's get into our podcast sponsor here, uh, Lucy Brown, baby. Shout out to Lucy Brown. I love Lucy Brown coffee so much. Based here in Lexington, Kentucky, owned by the beautiful, the gorgeous, the ethereal Sarah Brown. She is amazing. She started a coffee bar, a coffee shop called Lucy Brown Coffee, and they are now offering subscriptions so you can enjoy coffee from Lucy Brown Coffee Bar without ever leaving the comfort of your home. That's what 2024 is about, baby. Lucy Brown is now offering coffee subscriptions. You simply fill out the form on their website uh, and you get coffee beans from different and exciting roasters sent straight to your motherfucking door. It's starting at just $20 a month. Are you kidding me? Come on. This is a deal. Visit LucyBrownCoffee.com. That's L-U-S-S-I BrownCoffee.com. And follow the coffee subscription button to get signed up today. And you can also use the promo code Heather Shaw is kidding for 10% off of your first order. Please do this. I love this coffee shop so much. They are the my favorite coffee shop in not just the country, but I'm so lucky that they're here in Lexington, Kentucky. If you are in Lexington, Kentucky, or if you're ever visiting Lexington, Kentucky, please be sure to stop by Lucy Brown. Uh, delicious coffee. They have delicious cocktails. They've got some fun treats, some fun food, a great atmosphere. Uh, I'm just a huge fan, and I'm so pumped that they are uh, this podcast's uh, first sponsor I'm so uh, grateful that they are the sponsor and uh, you're going to enjoy their coffee subscription. I know it 100%. Look, if you're looking at the video, this is Lucy Brown's coffee in here. Come on, I'm gay. Check out lucybrowncoffee.com and get your subscription started for just 20, as low as 20 bucks a month and use that promo code. Heather Shaw is kidding. All right. All right, what are we going back to? I got I, I was really, uh, I was really rough on the... Uh, White Claw Zero, but I hope you comment and let me know if that's a real fucking product because I'm still, or if you're brave enough to try it, let me know. I can't imagine it's good. Um, and if you're interested in, in, in White Claw Zero, might I just recommend Aquafina? That's not even the best water, but that's the kind of standard you'd get with White Claw Zero. If you want good water, I'd suggest Evian, um, you know, Pellegrino or whatever it's called. I like Topo Chico. It's a little sparkling. But um, if you're looking for a White Claw Zero, um, something similar to that, Dasani toilet water. I'm convinced Dasani is just scooped out of somebody's toilet bowl and bottled up. I mean, it's made by the Pepsi Corporation. How good could it be? There's probably poison in that water. Don't drink Dasani. Evian's good. I love Evian. Um, all right, let's get into this article here. Now, a bunch of people have sent me this article this week. Um, so again, to that I say thank you. It's for once, it's not a picture of Jim Carrey with long hair. That's a nice a, a breath of fresh air. This is an article that I don't know. I don't know what happened. I guess it was circulated on Facebook. It seems to be written. It's, it shows written June 7th, 2023 by Shareably. But recently, it was posted by Shareably on Facebook, so everybody's seeing it, I guess, uh, again or for the first time. I don't really know. Uh, a lot of times when articles are written, like the New York Post, right, that glowing <laughs> publication, <laughs> the things they write about, 
giant trans rat takes a shit on the subway. That's their headlines. When the New York Post wrote about me, they said, hey, can we do a story about how you look like Jim Carrey? And I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. And the headline was, female comedian so disappointed that people mistake her for Jim Carrey. Like, I never, what? Nobody mistakes me for Jim Carrey. That gives me faith in humanity that nobody walks up to me and goes, Jim? No, everybody walks up to me and either says, and either says, are you Heather Shaw? Or they say, are you on TikTok? Or they say, are you that, that Jim Carrey lady? I can tell I'm doing a little bit better because when I first started on TikTok, people would come up to me and say, you're that, uh, you're that Jim Carrey lady. And that's all people knew me by. Now it's getting a little bit better where people know my name. I feel so excited. It feels so cool. I never was offended when people said, are you the Jim Carrey lady? Like, yeah, that's how you know me. I get it. I would never be like, uh, fuck you. My name's Heather, bitch. You know, I'm not offended by it. But it is cool now that people are like, are you Heather Shaw? That That's so fun. I'm like, holy shit, you know my name now? That makes me feel good. All right, let's break down this article uh, because there's a lot of truth, there's a lot of lies. And, and what I was going to say is, so when the New York Post hit me up, they... They said, hey, we want to write about this. Do we have your permission? I said, yeah, sure. I don't give a fuck. I really have low standards for this shit. Shareably, I don't recall them ever hitting me up to write a story. And that's fine. I don't think, I mean, I'm not worried about the legalese of it. I don't really care if it's legal or not. I, you know, I'm not worried about it. It's just funky. It's just weird that we're going to write this whole thing and uh, they're quoting me. And I think they're just pulling things from things I've said online or things I've said in my TikTok videos and just quoting like I gave them this interview, which is fine. I don't care. It's just funny. They never reached out to me. So I didn't know that this was coming. I never knew that this article was being written. It's just a little funky and a little unhinged, a little like they're desperate. That June 7th, I guess not much was going on. They had to, they were grasping at straws for content. They said, let's do that, that, ho- that, that homo that looks like Carrie. Fag Carrie. Let's do something on her. This was pre-Titan implosion, so... You know, they were running out of stories back then. All right. Have you ever, this is the the article. Have you ever wondered how it feels to look like someone very popular? Maybe this was written by AI. It says written by Michael Dabu, but who fucking knows if that's a real person? This could very much be a robot. Heather Shaw is a comedian who bears a remarkable resemblance to the famous and award-winning actor Jim Carrey. All right. Yeah. Heather's uncanny similarity to Jim Carrey has garnered attention and fascination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The 35-year-old comedian, yes, has taken over TikTok with her Carrie impersonations. I don't know. I don't think I'm taking over TikTok. I mean, I think I did in 2020 for two seconds. Heather is also a proud lesbian, and believe it or not, she doesn't just look like Jim Carrey, but she also talks exactly like him. Now, I have heard that I sound like Ellen DeGeneres above all, and I'm offended by that, but also I understand it. A lot of people say, you sound like Dory, cunt. And I say, oh, yuck. Maybe I should get on testosterone and drop this down an octave or two. I think I do sound like Ellen a bit. I'm Ellen. You know, she does, I'm Ellen. Be kind. Um, That's just Ellen working at Blockbuster. Be kind. Rewind. Uh... I've heard that I sound like Ellen. I don't think I sound like Jim Carrey at all. I think there's an affectation I put on sometimes when I want to sound like Jim Carrey. It's like this. It's not very good. I'm not an impersonator. I just have this guy's face. I've never practiced what he sounds like. I just literally just do it. So I don't think it's a good impression of his voice. You know, it's like, hello, how are you? That's not, I mean, it's, it's fine. 
But I have heard I sound like Ellen. Oh, boy. I'm a faggot. All right. Her similarity with the mask star was beyond compare, that she's sometimes mistaken as the actor's biological daughter. <clears throat> False. Not once has anybody ever come up to me and say, excuse me, are you Jim Carrey's daughter? Everyone's in on the bit. Everyone knows it's a joke. When I first started TikTok, the first video I made was, hey, I'm Jim Carrey's daughter. Um, I, tr- help me. I, I wasn't even trying to get in touch with them. I was just saying like, a lot of people don't know this. I'm actually Jim Carrey's long lost daughter. Uh, I miss you, dad. You know, and it, it took on so fast and it got, people started believing it so quickly that I backpedaled, backtracked. I was up out of that little joke real quick. I didn't need a lawsuit. You know what I mean? So real quickly, I said, just kidding. I'm a comedian. It's just a joke. I just look like the guy. I'm not claiming to be his long lost daughter. Everyone calm down. Um, but no one, everyone is in on the joke. No one believes that I'm actually his daughter. I hope to God. I hope to God. Because if they believe I'm his actual daughter, these people also vote. It's scary out there. Um, no one has ever come up to me and say, you're Jim Carrey's daughter. No, they're all in on the joke. They all know I'm just, I just look like the dude. So that's false. Heather Shaw has revealed that she looks, that she has looked like the famous actor since she was eight years old. Yeah. The uncanny, simil- the uncanny similarity served as her inspiration to pursue a ca- career in comedy. No, no. I've uh, So here's the thing. I've always wanted to be a comedian since I can remember. When I was eight was probably the earliest I can remember being like, I want to be a comedic actor. I want to be a stand-up comedian. But also at the same time when I was eight, Ace Ventura came out and I could do those faces real quick and real easy because I have the guy's face. So I think they go hand in hand, but it's not like I saw Jim Carrey and was like, I have his face. I want to do comedy because I look like him. No, I've always wanted to do comedy. And then I just happened to look like him. So I don't know about that. During the pandemic, Heather decided to join TikTok. Uh, Her initial plan was to convince people that she was her long-lost daughter, but they gained significant popularity and quickly became a hit. Yeah, that's that's true. Whatever. Who cares? Um... I mean, most of this is pretty, pretty true. You know, fate played a humorous twist when Heather accidentally chipped her front tooth, resulting in an even stronger resemblance to Lloyd Christmas. This is true. I don't have an explanation for this. Some people thought I chipped my tooth on purpose, and that makes me sad because I would never be that fucking desperate. Um, I would never be that desperate for views that I would go out and chip my front fucking tooth to make content. I will never be that desperate. I promise. You know, uh, some people put massive thought into their TikTok videos and it shows and they get great views. I literally open the app and hit record. You know, I don't have an idea for days. I, the idea comes to me and I just do it. I'm not going to go out there and work hard for content creation. It's just not what I do. So that was offensive that people thought that I was going to chip my tooth just to look like Jim Carrey. That was just the universe playing a cruel joke on me that I chipped my motherfucking tooth. I'll tell you how I chipped it. I was in the grocery store and you know, I'm vegan. So this, this is my fault. I, I was looking for beyond burger meat in the meat section. And I didn't, I, I mean, I was just scrounging around like a little raccoon and I bent down to look in the back. And as I bent down, my front tooth hit the metal rail in Kroger and it just chipped right off. Didn't hurt because, you know, you don't really feel it. 
But the minute I rubbed my, ran my tongue across my tooth, I was like, oh, no, no. I'm going to look like Jim Carrey even more. Uh, and I made that video because it just happened and I thought it was funny. And uh, it uh, it's just the universe being like, haha, bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's how that happened. Somebody said, and then the article said, this incident only further solidified her status. I mean, yeah, I got it. I got it fixed up. Some, uh, Lux Dental Cosmetics in LA offered to fill in the chip tooth. They did a great job. Shout out to them. Um, because I didn't want to, it wasn't, I wasn't going to go take care of it. It didn't bother me that much. I'm just don't give a fuck really about how I look. I probably should care a little bit more. But Lux Dental reached out to me. They're in LA. And they're like, hey, we'll fill, fill in that chip tooth if you want. And I was going to be out in LA. So it was perfect timing and I just filled it in. They did a great job. It's still there. So I, again, I did not go chip my tooth for fucking content. It's just the universe saying, you, you want to say you're, you're Jim Carrey? Well, guess what, bitch? You're Jim Carrey. One of the most commonly asked questions by her followers is whether Jim Carrey himself has seen her videos or if he's aware of his uncanny doppelganger. While the answer remains unknown, Heather jokingly expressed her desire to meet Carrie one day and to playfully greet him with a humorous, Hi, Father. Um, I said that in an interview. See, this, this seems like I told them. This seems like they questioned me directly. Do you want to meet Jim Carrey? And I told them directly, Yeah, I really want to meet him one day, and if I do, I'm going to say, Hi, Father. No. I think I was on I was on Australian Today show or some shit and they asked me that and I just said it in passing. You know, when you do a live Australian or even UK show, it's 2 a.m. your time. It's 2 to 3 to 4 a.m. your time to be on live TV their time. Maybe not Australia, but UK for sure. So, you know, I'm half asleep. I'm trying to be funny. You know, it's it's an honor to be on these shows and talk to these people. It's great that they want me on. I'm all for it. I love it. But, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm not as clever. I think I said that as a joke. There's, I, do I want to meet Jim Carrey? Sure. I think I've talked about before, meeting my heroes scares me. But I'm not like gunning for meeting Jim Carrey. Like it's not, you know. So that made it seem a little, again, I don't know. Did an AI robot write this? However, on a more serious note, she genuinely admires Carrie as an inspiration and comedy legend. True. She also expressed her heartfelt gratitude for his impact on her career and, of course, for looking exactly like him. That's a loaded, that's a loaded sentence. She also expressed her heartfelt gratitude. Listen, Jim Carrey is um, a hero of mine, a comedy legend, and an inspiration um, at a young age. His movies at a young age were great. Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Liar, Liar, uh, even Bruce Almighty, uh, even The Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine. These are all great inspirational uh, movies and, and work, and he's he's so funny. But I don't, um, I, I don't know. It's not like I'm sitting up doing my list of gratitudes every night, and at the top is Jim Carrey. I I mean, he's 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 an astounding talent, and uh, I looked up to him as a child. Now I don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't really pay much attention to him. He, I'm older, he's retired, you know, but as a, as a child, he was huge. He was the star, the comedic star, the comedic legend. So yeah, he was a huge inspiration, but I mean, these people, heartfelt gratitude. 
I mean, it's it's cute. It's nice. I just... Does this make me seem like crazy, like a stalker? Heather's growing popularity on social media has led to invitations to television shows and interviews. I mean, kind of. I was in Australia. I was on Australian Today and the Tamron Hall show. Tamron Hall is very nice, if you ever wondered. I was on that show with that lookalike Taylor Swift girl, who I thought was going to be cuckoo bananas. She was super nice in person. She was totally normal because she's kind of crazy online. But in person, she's like, fine. It was weird. I think her name's Ashley. It only further cemented her status as a notable figure in the comedy world. That's just not true. I don't think I'm a notable figure in the comedy world yet. Uh, If anything, people go, oh, yeah, the Jim Carrey girl. Fans and viewers eagerly await the day when Heather and Jim Carrey might cross paths. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, all for it, but also not super bummed if it doesn't. I understand. Uh, it's, it's an interview, you know, I'll, uh, you can look it up. It's shareably, uh, the, 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 the name of the headline is Jim Carrey's daughter and they put it in quotation marks. Well, not quotations like asterisks or not asterisks. <laughs> they put in some non quotation marks. Jim Carrey's daughter looks and acts just like him. That's the the name of the article. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, but it's fine. I don't know. They just never reached out to me. So it's kind of surprising. They just pulled this article out of their ass the same way Jim Carrey talks out of his and just made this article, but it's from June. And, uh, I think they can, you know, I'm saying things publicly all the time. You can make an article out of things I say. It's fine. It's just a little weird. And, uh, I think people took it to the extreme. People were messaging me that article and saying like, Oh, well, now they're claiming you're his daughter. And it's like, everyone is so Dumb. Everyone is so bad at lit, like media literacy, and uh, are they reading the article? I don't know. I, I just lose faith in, faith in humanity every time I get on social media. TikTok brings it up a little, and then Facebook knocks it back down. My faith in humanity. You know, sometimes I'll see a wholesome, uh, wholesome video on TikTok, and I'll feel really good, and then I'll go to Facebook, and it's I just lose it all again. It's the dichotomy of social media, baby. Yeah, but check out that article if you want. Um, it's a doozy. It's unhinged. All right, well, we covered a lot in this one. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoy the main photo for this is my my lover, Chrissy Moose Knuckle. <laughs> That's what he's going by now. I love you, Chris Christie. I support you in everything you do except politics. I support you at the uh, all-you-can-eat buffet at the Golden Corral, buddy. Uh, don't forget to subscribe where you listen, rate, review, leave a review on Apple podcasts or a comment on Spotify. Again, if you don't like this podcast, you're a raging homophobe. Get out of here. Uh, you can support this show, get bonus episodes every week, uh, be a member and join our lively chat. We got going on over on the Patreon, uh, join the live stream. We've got it going on every month on the Patreon by being a Patreon member, patreon.com slash Heather Shaw comedy. Uh, the tiers are three, five, ten, and twenty dollars. Every tier gets you the same access as just how much you want to pay and help me support and make this show. If you're already a member, thank you very much. And lastly, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram, my handle is Heather Shaw is kidding. Very easy. It's this podcast. And on TikTok, it's Heather Shaw with four W's at the end. All right. Until next time, stay gay. See ya.